finished you finally finally yeah because years on this podcast I've been needed to watch it you finally finished it it seems only fair that I give you your your chance to shine <laughs> in that I was really as I said earlier mm. if I had watched this 25 years ago and then watched that sort of season finale yeah yeah and I'd heard now that they're doing the third season, mm-hmm. I would not give a flying fuck about it. This is possibly the best time for me to watch it. Because I know there's more coming, so it's mm-hmm. fine. But if this had been 25 years ago when it finished, mm-hmm. yeah, I might have been really quite annoyed at it. I don't understand why, but okay. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah, there's certain issues. I see just uh, the whole um, Willard not getting, like, as I say, I don't like his kind of death kind of thing because was, there was nothing to it. And it had been building up to the whole big showdown with him. And there was, there was nothing, no showdown. I'm sorry, but that red room scene is fucking amazing. That's some of the best of Twin Peaks is that uh, final red room stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed it. I liked it. It was good. But just, I don't know, I felt it kind of fizzled a bit. You were insane... I, I would accept that it fizzled in the middle of season two. Oh, well, well fuck it, it. There was a few episodes there. I'm like, okay, I've just watched nothing. Yeah, well, I told you. Uh, yeah. I told you the middle, they lose track. They lose the thread completely. Why? Okay, he'd had some sort of breakdown thing and injuries and shit. Yeah. Oh, why the whole Civil War nonsense? Don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was just... Civil War nonsense? Don't well, know. I, the amount of times they were singing about in the land of cotton was quite uncomfortable. Um... Oh, yeah. Well, not as uncomfortable as when Richard Bamer was uh, fake tanned for West Side Story back in the day. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good. Let's have a quick flashback to Short Circuit. Actually, they were both that fake. Dude was a... They were both fake tanned in West Side Story, right? Yeah. Him and uh, Jacoby. They were both in West Side Story. Did, um, talking of people with fake tanned, and obviously that's podcasting did you listen to that dollop about the, the two indigenous actors or anything like that? yes the one with I no no maybe it's not that one the one about the the Indian guy with the tear running down his face yeah, yeah that's pretty fucked up the fact that the, tra- he's, yeah, he's the trash tear guy is, isn't uh, yeah, a Native American yeah that's fucked up and every Native American knows it but doesn't say anything because it gives them more work yeah no, but yeah, but it really isn't the way it should be. Is no, it? no, I don't. That's, but that's, that's, uh, fair enough. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just made, it just reminded me of that. Doesn't it? Anyway, yeah. right. Um, so, so yeah, yeah Twin, Peaks. Twin Peaks covered. Yes. What do you think of the uh, the Adult Swim uh, April Fools joke for Rick and Morty? <laughs> yeah, the April Fools joke of just releasing the first ep- uh, first episode of yeah. season three. It's a good joke because people, as you say, people went, well, fuck you, you guys. You can, yeah. I'm not going to watch that because it's obviously a joke. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> well that's the thing, right? <laughs> you click on it. Yeah. And the, 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 the screen, right? Right? The screen says April Fool's. Yeah. And a play button. And underneath it says April Fool's. And then you press play. And the episode <laughs> plays. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are layers to this thing because it's, more cruel a day later 
if you didn't press that button because it's gone now. Yeah, it goes obviously because it must be gone then. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's a very good episode. Mm. Oh, if you haven't heard, in the new episode of Harmon Quest, they have Paul Shear and Jason Manzugas. Ooh. Oh, so that, that's that live one mm-hmm. with okay. Manzugas <laughs> and, oh God, that was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah. Because Harmon was just hammered. Yes. And... Just staring really uncomfortably at Aaron, and what was it he kept shouting at one point? Go north! Yeah, he just because he'd just given up by that point, and everyone yeah. else just had to muddle on to the point where I think they all had kind of turned. Like Spencer's there, then there's Dan, mm. but the rest of them were all facing away from Dan <laughs> and but just getting on with it. The bravest thing, weirdest thing, or well, not, you know adult thing but he's I, I love Dan Harmon he's not mm. an adult yeah. is that they continued Harmon Quest with Aaron there in the first place well yeah because the easiest thing to do considering it's called Harmon Quest and you can't replace him yeah is replace her yeah if there's going to be tension well is, I think it's, normally I don't think there'd be that much tension but I think it was just the level of drunkenness he had gone to yeah um, but, you more know, than he's, he's supposed to be a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, he was not functioning very <laughs> well. But I think to start with, he could sort of see her, because he was sort of saying things, and she was like, oh, and sort of getting patting mm. in the ease. Yeah, it's fine. And then when it stopped being cute, <laughs> she was just like, okay, I'm going to turn around and face towards Jason a little bit. Jason's going to turn towards, I forget the other guy's Jeff. name. Jeff. It's easy. Uh, Jeff Winger is named after Jeff. Oh, okay, and, <laughs> and Spencer just at the end, pretty much ignoring the shouts of "Go North." Well, um, you've got to take into account they were getting paid by Twitch yeah. to do a promotion at an event that was also promoting Harmon Quest. Which, if deep uh, down Harmon doesn't care about, Spencer does because he writes the fucking yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't be a dick, dude. Now, talking of Spencer, who's DMing and stuff and speaking of other podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. have you listened to the latest Adventure Zone? No. The, it's not the latest one, though, anymore. Oh, no, yeah. Because well, there's a Q&A one out. Okay, yeah, well, not a Q&A, but the one before that. I started, but it's uh, too long, and I haven't it had a chance. Is, <sighs> Griffin is such a fucking good DM. Mm-hmm. It is, like... Well, yeah, again, it's been fine. Again, other episodes being sort of good up mm-hmm. until now, but this one really is fucking stand out. And that keeping all that shit going and then doing sort of again splitting up the group and doing section by section, just even how it's kind of edited and put together, again, cutting back and forth yes. between scenes, yeah, really is something quite special. Nice. So well done to them. <laughs> Talented finger bastards. gun wink. Yeah. No wonder he's on the uh, 30 under 30 on the Forbes list. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be disgusted by this, but I did up my um, sponsor thing on there. Yeah. No, I'm not disgusted by it. I yeah. just, you know. Yeah. I am listening to a lot more of their stuff, and I am trying to get back in the flop house. But you don't listen to it because of Elliot Kaylin's. But I'm going to so force my way through. Well, no, they're on my. How much did you up it to? Just a 35. 
What do you mean just the 35? It's only 20 before it. So. $35? Yeah. At this exchange rate? Yeah. Is £30 a month? Yeah, well. For two episodes of a no, fucking DVD show. No, because I was... I was... Uh, um, uh, I, I love you, you're insane. You're uh, literally I fucking am, insane. I am getting back into Flophouse because I'm going to force myself. £360. That's more than you pay for Loot Crate and that was a box of shit. Well, this isn't a box. At least yeah, there's quality audio. Yeah, so... That I still pay... $5 for which I'd stopped for a while because yeah. my credit card decided to not work anymore no. debit card no. I got a new debit card it's not like I didn't have any money guys I mean I didn't no. so if they took the money I'd probably be real pissed but <laughs> I just thought here's how my brain's working you mentioned card I bought my train tickets for going down to Glasgow in May yes and I got the thing that's like oh now again after a while come into the station at some point swipe your card mm-hmm. and you'll get your tickets yeah yeah, but it's a different card now because the expiry of my old debit card to my new one. Mm-hmm. So do I swipe my new ones? Different numbers and shit, so... I would keep your old one to do it. Uh, and I'd probably go to the station and do it now so you know that you get your tickets. Uh, and keep them safe. Okay, well, next time I'm off, I'll make a point. Of well, point. next time we're in Union Square, so yeah. I'm just pump well, it in. To... Yeah, I am going to have to go and see Kong at some point. Skull Island, whatever it may be. Yeah. Both Kong and Because I do need to see that. Well, I need to see Free Fire now. I'm not in the middle of an anxiety attack. Fair enough. Which uh, is open this weekend. And something else open this weekend. Uh, see, well, end of May... Well, in the start of May, Guardians of the Galaxy. And my plan is... 28th of April. Yeah. My plan is, if it's on IMAX when I'm down in Glasgow, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to IMAX and see it as well. Because I've never been to IMAX. First time I went to IMAX is when I saw it in uh, Edinburgh during the Fringe. Uh, that's Guardians of the Galaxy for those who are not paying attention to yeah. what my brain is trying to say. That was that was a very good day. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy and IMAX uh, saw a couple of shows at the Fringe that I've now forgotten but were very enjoyable while I was there. Yeah. And I saw Neutral Milk Hotel play with... Uh, uh, what are they called? Not Frightened Rabbit, but like... With like uh, Al John, as it was known at the time. The Solo Project. And uh, his brother was on drums, so that it was like... Imagine uh, Frightened Rabbit songs performed by the White Stripes, is how it came out. Okay. It's just one guitar, vocals, and a drum kit. Mm. And it was kind of cool. Yeah. True story. Not as cool as Neutral Milk Hotel. Where a group of men aged between 30 and 50 just wept <laughs> fetal position. I've never seen so many people fetal position weeping. Ooh. It's the second time I've been to the Corn Exchange in all my life as well. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. First time was... Uh, what was the first time? Gorillas back in the day. Mm. Hey, there's a new Gorillas album coming. Oh, fuck. I know, right? I've got, that's why I told you to pick albums last night for the future because I've got so many lined up I've got I've got albums in September already organised mm. on the list okay well. I, I, hey, well, I, but what are we doing today I don't know how much time I can possibly give you to work out whenever I go what are your next albums as you run around going I don't know you know it's coming yeah I know at some point you know you've I've got to pick 26 albums a year I know but I've given you two including this one 
Uh-huh. So we're going to do this for today. Yeah. If we're motivated and you're sorted and you're up for it, we can do Jesus and the Mary chain on like Thursday. Yeah. All right. And I can come around and say hey. Cool. Well, I've got I've got notes for them. And then on Sunday of... we can do your next one. Yeah. By that point, you've got to catch up with the one after that. That's that's it's all good. I say the one after that because I and that's my one and I forgot what it is. Uh, uh, we've got last place by. Oh granddaddy. no, because you've got granddaddy. That's what it is. I haven't got any, I haven't got any written anything else down for. Well, you pick Grand. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, so yeah, so you haven't got me for not coming up. No, but I've got them all. I just haven't told you what it is. Ah, I just don't know where they are. And I, I'm story. not all the way up to September. I believe my next one. Shit. Because I want to do Bad Moon. What, what are they called? The Bad Moon? Just the Bad Moon? The Bad. Well, anyway. Yeah. But the arm's not out yet. No, fair Not unhelpful. And, I've, and as I say, my one in September is the new Sparks album. <gasps> Have you heard that song yet? No. Can we? Just before we get yeah, going. Go for it. Because it's so Sparks. Oh, pardon me. I mean, pardon did, is that the one we saw a video with them? No, it was the cover, them miles away. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I next post, to a pond or something? Yeah, like? I, I posted I that up. Yeah. I posted uh, that very track. I hope we have an answer by the end of this album because it's going to bug me. Who knows? A book by Anonymous. In his pool, <laughs> next to the hip pump. Yes. It's like there was an old lady who lived in a shoe. Oh, <laughs> there was a. Who lived in a shoe? Did she also swallow a fly? Huh? There was an old woman who lived in a shoe, but there wasn't there an old woman who also swallowed a fly. In the same thing? No, I, I mean, it's two different things, but were they the same person? No idea. I didn't catch any of them. No, damn. I'm sorry, by the time you go, what rose with hippo- hippopotamus, Hieronymus? Bosh! <laughs> uh, just so you know, I've already bought that album because I used Amazon vouchers. <laughs> but today. Oh, yeah, sorry, today. What is today? Sunday. But, um. Yeah. It's also uh, um, uh, Batmobile brand new blisters yeah. brackets thirty one minutes twenty seventeen. Indeed, do your bit. This is the thirteenth studio album by the Dutch rockabilly band Batmobile. Thirteenth. Yeah, released third of March. This is their first new album in twenty years since the uh, since nineteen eighty seven's Welcome to Planet Cheese, which I haven't got this written down here, but I know it's an album. Of well, their songs, but based on kind of B movie-ish type of stuff. But yeah, it seems like their cup of tea. I haven't listened to it yet, but I have um, <laughs> added it to my um, thing on iTunes because I thought, oh, I'll give it a listen. Um, something else I added to them as well, but I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they 
The Button Bill was formed in 1983 and consists of Jerome Hammers on vocals and guitar, um, Eric Hammers on bass and Johnny Zudhoff on drums. He's my um, favourite. Uh, Jerome, apparently, is the lead, he's also the lead songwriter mm-hmm. um, and apparently it takes him anything from two minutes to two weeks to write a song. There you go. I hope none of these songs took him two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it took him less time to write these songs than they did to perform them. Um, <laughs> I was looking through some of their bank history as well. Mm-hmm. They have a album called Sex Starved. Um, mm-hmm. A track of note on there. Mm-hmm. As I was, lo- I was looking for lyrics for this. Cause I think you mentioned it. Yeah. I was looking for lyrics for these things, couldn't find any for the new album, yeah. and they're not on the um, Apple Music. No, no, they, they they care so little about the lyrics, they haven't given any, yeah. any of them. So I, um, on one of the sites where I did find lyrics for their stuff, um, it was all their yeah, albums yeah. and things, and then, yeah, their song Hemorrhoid Rock stood out for some reason, nice. um, which includes lyrics, I can't sleep or ride a bike, I feel like I'm sitting on a great big spike. There was also something about reaching between his legs and grabbing branches of grapes as well. But uh, I didn't write those down because, uh, you know, why would I? Um, lead vocalist, Jerome, also has an Elvis cover band called Triple Dynamite. I didn't look them up, though. So probably should have. No, but I, I uh, quite like the name Triple Dynamite. Uh, it's not a bad name. Oh, and oh, <laughs> well, sir, although this band's been out for like 30 years... I searched bad maths, man. They're thirty-five. Well, thirty-five years. years, yeah, over thirty years. That's what I mean. Um, I tried searching for like reviews of this and mm-hmm. for just again for the reviews of the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the time, nothing comes up for them at all. In fact, one of the first search results while searching for this album, Batmobile, mm-hmm. uh, brand new blisters, um, the first link on Google mm-hmm. was to the <laughs> NHS site for preventing blisters. So. Um, yeah, which is upsetting because I, I thought the first would be the Wikipedia entry for the Bat- Batmobile at the very least. That wasn't even on the first page. <laughs> oh, because actually, there's not a Wikipedia entry for this album. There is no for the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. As in, oh, there is for that. That's where I got most of my information is off that. But uh, there's not an individual one for that. Hmm. There is an individual one for Sex Starved, um, the album. Uh-huh. It's very sparse. It just pretty much tells you there is an album called that. Well then, okay then. Yeah. Uh, oh, pardon me. So that's. Uh, oh, another notable um, mm-hmm. <laughs> album of theirs is from 1988, um, which I didn't look into the track listing or anything because, uh, well, I think the title of the album says it enough. Um, A fistful of pussies. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump's favourite. Well, I was going to say, kind of preempted Trump by again many years. Um, yeah, they're uh, sorry, everyone. They're uh, yeah, they're Dutch. I don't know what's got anything to do with it, but um, I don't think it helps. But yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're, they're just, sorry. There's a it's a real weird sort of Michael Caney yeah. joke from Austin Powers Three. <laughs> But, um, I hate people intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, I mean, they're different. And see, this is, I think this is my choice, this one as well. Yes, it was your choice. Um, you know how I know? Because I have no idea what it was until I pressed play. Yeah. Um, I was pretty much, I just went on, what I do is I go into a big list. I ask you, iTunes, 
getting future, yeah. future releases and it's just got them all there and I go that one that one that one, that one. it's a terrible way to do it because well, that's it works out so well for it. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever listened to a good album picked that way <laughs> Spoilers for this review. Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. But have I got a preamble on this one? Remember Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Or as I would call it, Rob Zombie's John Carpenter's Halloween 2. Yeah. There's a, they go to a Halloween corn maze. I don't think there's a corn maze there, but it really feels like there should be sort of, you know, there's like a sort of, Rockabilly, psychabilly band playing, and they're all dressed up like people from fucking Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, that band, that fictional band, yeah. who I have to write their name down, uh, Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures. Right? right. Okay. I liked that band so much that I decided to judge this album by that band. You know, as my yeah. uh, sort of barometer. Yeah. Because it seems really cruel to judge this band by like, uh, like the Cramps or the Meteors, or even if you remember this band, which isn't really psychobilly. Do you remember Famous Monsters? That was you know mm. Shawnee Assault. She was the bass player in White Zombie. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she when when she quit the band, she created Famous Monsters, which was like, what if what if a, uh, someone from a metal band started doing surf rock? And so it had the sort of twangy guitars, yeah. but not the upright bass. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe you could judge it on that. But I'm, I'm sticking with the the fictional band uh, of uh, uh, Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures because uh, uh, Transylvania Terror Train is one of my favourite songs of all time. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mentioned. I did think this first, like the first track, kicks in. That sounds very surf rock sort of stuff. Yeah. And then that disappeared pretty quick. As well, everything disappears pretty quick in this because everything is quite short. By the time I was taking notes on the first track, by the time I sort of settled in, right, yeah. on the third listen, it might have even been the fourth because I actually, yeah, I'm so short I had it on repeat hmm. and I was showering and doing dishes. It might yeah. have been the fifth. I mean, I didn't realise when the last track started, I didn't realise it was the last track. I thought it was like the fourth or fifth. All right. Yeah. Like, when it came on this time, I'm like, oh, I have heard that. Anyway, by the time I got to write notes on the first track, track four was on. That's how short this album is. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. By the time I cracked my knuckles and sat down and took out a pen and dipped my quill in the ink, yeah, bang, it was track four. <sighs> and the first thing I do have to ask myself is, rockabilly. Do I like rockabilly? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, does anyone like Rockabilly other than maybe Brian Setzer? And these three Dutch people. Uh, and Mark Commode? He definitely likes Rockabilly. Yeah. He plays upright bass in a band, for God's sake. All right, all. Dodge Brothers, if anyone cares. They recorded at Sun Studios. They play literal rock and roll, not really Rockabilly. No. But he's got a nice, you know, yeah. quiff. Yeah, I was going to say the whole, yeah. his look. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. But, um, yeah. Well, I didn't really, I mean, I'd heard of Rockabilly, but I didn't know in my head what it was, really. Which is weird, because when I first met you, 
If I had to think of a musical genre you would have liked, not realising at the time you had no soul and didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, didn't. I wasn't more music because of this. I would say you were rockabilly. I reckon that you'd go out wearing little check shoes. Not like my check shoes. Yeah. I mean, you know, like those loafers with the checks on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'd wear you'd wear like a smash mouth bowling shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear bowling shirts because that was my that was That's very a, much my look. Well, it's very much a rockabilly thing. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, um, bowl, uh, bowling shirts and a love of. Uh, Rocket from the Crypt. That's pretty much well. That's rockabilly to a T. If we skip to my recommendations, <laughs> <laughs> you I knew you were going to mention them at some point. I was like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which annoyingly, okay, I've got it saved on a computer or whatever somewhere. Um, but yeah, um, Scream Dracula Screams not on um, Apple Music. That's because it was released on their own label, so you can probably only buy it. Yeah. Oh, but this, I see. But the self-titled uh, Return. Uh, Rocket from the Grip is on there so that's fine that's all you need which is the one with Got a Move on it that's one of my favourites it's the one with like the wolf man on the cover I can't search I, like, I don't get a signal no, I no, can't remember you don't need to google it I just, it, uh, you seem like the sort of you know I thought you might know off the top of your head it's like one of the eggheads uh, mm. who's that egghead who killed the guy by pushing him in a canal like him what? Oh, geez, my stomach's going Um, what? Egghead? I don't know what you're talking about. The one of the eggheads wrote his autobiography, and he talks about how he once pushed, so a, pushed a man into a canal in Amsterdam. Backtrack a little bit. <laughs> who the fuck are the eggheads? It's a, it's a quiz show where a bunch of people who won quiz shows are one team, hence eggheads, and then normal people take on the eggheads. It's been going for like 10 years. Never heard of that at all. Literally, someone five years ago wrote an autobiography. That's how long that show's been going. Anyway, okay, well, so to make it. it more interesting, yeah. at some point he uh, he said he pushed a man in a canal doesn't know if he's alive or dead. And then, um, uh, like two years later, the police came knocking on his door because that's how many people bought his autobiography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he had actually killed a man. Well, he doesn't know no. if they were alive or dead. So, he doesn't know, but um, I think everyone, including Richard Herring, doesn't believe he did it. Uh, and But he was, for a while, possibly going to do time for a fictional murder. <laughs> <laughs> Serves him right. Uh, no. Uh, well, no. I, I have screamed Dracula Scream on my iTunes, but I don't have any of the others. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are they treating me this well, way? Oh, uh, there's a... I had my old phone, I think, because I think I'd put it on there with the actual yeah, physical yeah. CD. But I was searching for it last night, and it's not on. On a rope, on a yeah. rope, got me hanging on, on a rope. rope. Oh, it's just called RFTC. Oh, well, yeah. That's, the one yeah, I'm thinking of. Okay. That's, well, that's the other one I recommended, because it's yeah, just there. With the Wolfie was, Man. Yeah, because it was, was that, 98? Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, and now uh, you got a move as like, my, one of my favourite songs, mm. Uh Anyway. Um, well, okay, well, well, we can skip my recommendations when we get to the end. So. No, you can go back into it and be even more in-depth, because no. I still did all the talking. Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. By this point as well, right, by, like, the second track, this band lyrically are so, like, super suckers, it is unbelievable. 
Super Suckers? You don't know Super Suckers either? No. Right. Super Suckers are a band from Tucson who I think just play... I don't even know if they've got a bassist. There might be two guitarists and a drummer. But they're just uh, wire-infused, sort of fast rock and roll band. Mm. And I believe... One of their songs from the, uh, their wonderful album, The Evil Powers of Rock and Roll, uh, so, uh, has an interviewer just saying, uh, isn't it true all your songs are about liquor, women, drugs and killing? And the guy just goes, yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have... I to listen to each album three times. Mm-hmm. I have listened to track two probably about five times. Mm-hmm. Because I was just trying to get anything to write down about it and they're just it's just I no I just nothing I don't know I just hated it I think it's just fast it's a second track in and I'm like ugh I oh, no, it's dumb fast rock and roll but mm. no I've got I've got no issue there that's fine um, I say that musically I mean it's all good but I found their lyrics and vocals kind well well the, 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 the lyrics concerned all three of them wrote it uh, from what I hear terrible yeah. Um, and he does sound. Now you've got to take him account. He's got old, right? Yeah. Give him that. But he does sound like Alice Cooper gargling hot tar. Yeah. Well, there's one later on. Uh, I can't find it now because I'm. Oh, yeah. Um, track 10 from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening bit of that where he's kind of doing a voice kind of thing. From the get go! It's just. It's, well, it's also. I think the worst thing on the fucking album. But um, just the opening where he's doing like a voice thing. I can't know what it's from. He's putting on a voice. And it's the worst thing fucking going. Oh yeah, that, well, I do have a note on that one. Yeah. It's, they, it's recorded in such a way the treble made my tinnitus ring. Yeah. Which has not happened in some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I said, my issue with his voice. And then you could say, well, okay, English isn't his first language. or I did use that as an excuse down the bottom but, somewhere. Ah, well, but see, I don't think you can't use it as an excuse. Then, mm-hmm. Because they chose to sing in English, not in Dutch. They have been doing this for 35 years. That's a fair point. So I think any issues with his voice, it's... Well, no, but you've got to take it on account that people's voices degrade over yeah. time. It's the That's same right. way that... Uh, you know, Mariah Carey can't sing like she used to. Yeah. You can't. It's not no, happening. Fair enough. But I just think you can. You get deeper over time. Yeah. Even listen to. This This blew my mind recently. Listen to one of the early Smodcasts mm-hmm. and then listen to Kevin Smith now. He's like an octave deeper than he was like five mm-hmm. years ago. No. Well, I just, I just think you can't, like, accent wise and stuff, not first language, you can't use that as an excuse. Because they've been doing it for so bloody long. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I do have issues with the vocals. And I do have issues with the lyrics. But like, generally speaking, the drums and bass. Well, that's, that's I think they too. work yeah, fine. Musically, I mean, it's yeah. I think my main problem is because they are rock and roll at their core, and they use blues. Every song sounds the same because they work around twelve-bar blues riffs. They may as well be status quo. Mm. R.I.P. That blonde guy from status quo died. He did. Okay. He died. He died on like uh, Boxing Day. Oh. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah. Rick Parfit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. handsome. <laughs> oh well. 
He won't Bowie. He won't be missed, that's fair. He won't be missed. <laughs> Not by me. <laughs> fucking monster. <laughs> People love that band. I don't understand why. You know what? I think, instead of doing an album, one of my picks might have to be Bula Bula Quo now. The movie they made with John Lovitz. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even know that existed. The terrible thing is, it's not even that old. That, so it's like, what if we hired John Lovitz and Status Quo to make a film at the end of their career? It would be like, remember that Morecambe and Wise movie where they're police officers? Oh. Exactly, because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I saw a movie there recently, I can't remember what the hell it was. Did we watch that one time? No. We did not watch the uh, Morecambe and Wise together. No, oh, I watched, uh, for some reason I saw a Morecambe and Wise movie in, in the last six months. I can't remember what it was, but... They kind of made, made, I reckon at best they made three movies. They made three more movies than Cannon and Ball. That's all I can tell you. Cannon and Ball? What? Did they actually make movies? No, that's why I said. Oh, okay, they so. probably made three movies Oh, I'll tell you. And Cannon, they made three more I movies was, than Cannon and Ball. I was on, uh, on YouTube, unsurprisingly. That's all I spend my time doing. Yeah. Um, but this was a couple, couple of weeks back. And uh, before like, the video starts, obviously there's adverts. And it was mm. something about Red Nose Day, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I was doing something else, so I didn't skip it because I was across the other room, but it was on the screen. Mm. And it was some sort of sketch thing about people going about and various people were doing stuff. And then the Chuckle Brothers were on screen doing what the Chuckle Brothers do. Passing a piece of wood back and forth? Well, it was a box of something that they tipped over and dropped, right? And then, oh, it starts off, Christopher Biggins is behind a reception desk or something. Raping a child. Um, actually, he, he was fine. He kept, sort of kept it toned down. He did what he had to do and got off screen. It was fine. Perfect amount of biggins, right? Which is <laughs> well, it's not, the per- no, not the perfect amount because the perfect amount is none. No, but not true. He was great in porridge. Remember, he was in porridge. No, he was good in porridge. Mm-hmm. He was good in Rocky Horror. Well, he didn't do anything in Rocky Horror. Exactly. <laughs> he was in the background. He, he almost got. He almost got hit by Meatloaf's bike. The most noticeable thing about Christopher Biggins <laughs> in Rocky Horror is he had the same big glasses he would have the rest of his career. Didn't he also? Wasn't he licking cream off of someone's glove at some point as well? It was weird. There you go. Well, I don't know if you've watched that film all Far right. You own it on Blu-ray. I mean, I bought it for you, yeah. so I can't really... That's, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> there was a limited edition steel box. I thought you'd like it. I would, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so there's, they're on doing their sort of bit, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. And then that guy, Chico, of Chico Time fame, came on. And for the next minute mm-hmm. during this advert for something about Red Nose Day, he is just basically screaming the words Chico Time over and over again into the camera while the Chuckle Brothers do their little thing behind them. Behind them. Now, when you're on screen and the Chuckle Brothers have the most dignity on screen, you really have to take assessment of your life. But isn't the concept of that advert something about how co- some things aren't funny? Uh, is I, that what they were going with? No, I don't think so. I really think... Are you telling me that Christopher Biggins, Chico, oh, and no. the Chuckle Brothers are in an advert and it's supposed to be I know, but, it's, it's like, but this thing was like... This thing was like five minutes long. This was about the, this was about the almost three-minute mark. It's like I was doing something else and I thought, well, I'll skip it in a minute. And then I sort of, and I sort of got morbidly interested in what was actually okay. happening. And it was all going along fine. The jokes were failing, but they were kind of, yeah, because of the people we had. Because there's other famous people there, but nobody major. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I say Ken Biggins and the Chuckle Brothers were probably the biggest names on screen. Um, and then that, yeah, that guy Chico turned up. Just doing whatever the fuck it is he's supposed to be famous for. I don't know. Shooting Chico time. Is that why he's famous or is that why he's famous now? Well, no, because I think that was his whole thing. Because when he like dancing with kids on X Factor or something, and James no Chico time or something. I don't know. Okay, good. That's, you're better off not knowing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just the fact that can they're sort of climbing about in the background as can their clients are want but to it's, do. But can but can with skill because can mm. they're masters of their craft, and he's just fucking screaming in the camera, and then so they're just getting on with their stuff. Can comedically dropping a box many times but with more dignity than this guy's got in his fucking little finger mm. and I just think if he watched that back this now does he he probably sit on watching it just could fucking pulling himself off while weeping and uh, he's just the a Chuckle horrible Brothers what do you reckon their combined ages 130 oh at least it's crazy right <laughs> but isn't the, the little one fa- the dad or something or something stupid no it's not like the fucking crankies that's not how that works that wasn't the dad though. they were a married couple no what I mean is that you know I mean <laughs> it's, it's like some sort of weird creep show yeah. that's not it, it's it's an inverse crankies then how's that okay you see what I'm saying yeah. like how uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell like you. how the white stripes were brother and sister but they weren't well, they were husband and wife I'll tell you something about the Chuckle Brothers even though I noticed on this video mm-hmm aging quite well they haven't really changed much I was going to say they age quite well because they've literally been 70 since well, I was yeah, but, but considering they don't look any older than 70 they still look yeah, the how, same how hard did they live before they got on TV because they haven't changed since uh, I don't know but yeah it's just it's just weird because I, I figured they'd be really old and decrepit by now but then there they were on screen recent and yeah still looking alright I was like still looking like like two uh, you know mummified skeletons more screen time than Biggins so in your face Biggins (laughs) yeah I know yeah Biggins really I don't know why Biggins is famous what was he, he was on was it Surprise Surprise or something wasn't he on that okay we don't no one cares about Surprise Surprise he did the quiz thing of that no I didn't what blind and dating quiz thing no I'm sure I remember there being he, some sort of phone-in quiz. There was quiz. no way he became famous from a phone-in quiz on, Bla- uh, on Surprise Surprise. He and he other... wasn't famous from Porridge, because he was just one of the people on it. Yeah. And he wasn't famous from Rocky Horror, because he's just no. one of the people in it. But he was just... But he was everywhere in the 80s. Oh. Yeah. Was he the first, you know, like uh, Kim Kardashian, who was famous for being famous? <laughs> Yeah, big and started all that. Exactly. Oh, he's a trendsetter. Um, or something. Or at least an Elton John impersonator. Oh. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. 12 Bar <laughs> yeah. Blues. Yes. Right? Which gets kind of dull. But you know the twangy Dwayne Eddy guitar sound? Yes. Ren and Stimpy has a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah. Totally. I was getting a lot of because I was just, I was just, you know, set, getting a lot of end credits of Ren and Stimpy going through my head. That was going to make me feel nostalgic for them as well. Because I did, I, I liked me a bit of Ren and Stimpy. Me too. Um, yeah. Watched far too much of that. Um, I think up to a point, and that point is definitely not anymore. Yeah. I owned every episode on DVD when they released oh, the complete yeah, well, Ren and Stimpy. I didn't even buy that. I taped them off the TV and rewatched them on VHS. Well, I, I didn't have a video recorder at the time. No. I, there was a point 
in my life where we had a video player. It was the size well, of a VHS. Yeah. But it just played them. And it had a play and a rewind, and that's it. Yeah. Didn't so, even know that was a thing. I always assumed they came with no. recording. It was basically the size of a big Walkman. We, I think, remember the first video player we had was this JVC thing, mm-hmm. which was like I don't know, maybe a good, almost two foot wide. Yeah, yeah. And good ten inches high. Yeah, yeah. But was it, it was one of those top loaders yeah, as well? It was a top loader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bright green flashing mm-hmm. um, digital clock on the front. I, don't, I, no. I, I just remember I was being kind of what what Apple would now call rose gold. Also, like your little thing you get now, you give your fast forward through and see a little clock thing. That mm-hmm. uh, was just those little black movie yeah, yeah. number things. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and if you wanted to keep time, you actually had to reset them. Yeah. With the punch little, inside. Little push button, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Nostalgia. Exactly. Never been much to me. <laughs> I miss that video. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, if someone, <laughs> if someone lovingly bought you a top loading JVC right VHS, <laughs> what would you watch? <laughs> I wouldn't. I would just watch it. I'd just watch the green lights flash. I'd uh, and remember the past. You'd have to. You'd have to really go out your way to like. I tape a DVD. <laughs> I'd watch uh, the Village People movie, which is still got in VHS somewhere. Yeah. As mentioned before, Have you know- overwatched as a kid, watched it recently, didn't realise how many penises there were in that movie. Oh. I missed what you said. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Overwatch. Oh, no. The computer game, and I'm like, oh. penises? What? I don't get me wrong, I don't play computer games, but no. no one's ever mentioned that to me. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah, I know what oh, you mean about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's a PG, and it's only in, as soon everything's sort of fine. Then they do YMCA. Mm-hmm. And it's just lots of men jumping about in the shower with just penises everywhere. Yeah, but is that part of PG? I mean, is it? Do you have a? Is it a bought copy that you've got? Yeah, and it's got the PG on it. Yeah. That's weird. Because remember, there's two cuts of like Saturday Night Fever. All oh, right. There's the PG yeah. cut and there's the 18 certificate. Oh, this is where he keeps screaming at his best female friend, mm. "Are you good girl or are you cunt?" <laughs> and the answer it seems to be she's a good girl who gets raped. Ooh. Well done, that lovely dancing film. It is for a dancing film. Oh. Um, uh, anyway, um, by the time we get to demolition, oh wait, oh yeah, okay, um, I thought you skipped it. Yeah, no, I, I'm sort of yeah. moving well, gently through, but it's more Alice Cooper, you know, sort of. Well, it's also I kind of blinked and missed it, and then suddenly realised we were on the track four because. I didn't realise track three had finished, and it was only because they kept shouting demolition, demolition. Because I just, I must have missed the, yeah, again, yeah. the the stop and start. Because I'm just like, this is longer than the other songs. Then, mm-hmm. and I did that every time I did that. Kind of like, oh yeah, shit, we're on the next one. For some reason, I had a real blind spot for the end of track three and the start of track four. Hey man, demolition. One thing about it, right? You could probably do a good Gay Gordon's to it. Yeah. Here's another thing. Oh, Are we allowed to call it the Gay Gardens anymore? Yeah, because it means happy. It's yeah, like, but I don't know. Are you, tradition. Are you allowed to, do you have to t- uh, change it to like Happy Harry? 
Uh, but then you're then you're thinking to pump up the volume. I am, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. but I missed the important part out there. No, oh, that's fine. We all we all know. Uh, and if you <coughs> haven't seen pump up the volume, yeah, yeah you can get it. out of my house. Yeah, it's good. This my a... first girlfriend made me watch that, and I was just like, yeah, that was actually good. Well then, yeah. No, there's yeah. a there's a wonderful uh, thing to catch <coughs> in season two of Mr. Robot mm. when um, Dom. Is in uh, in an R I R. What do you call it? An, an I R C chat room. I don't know. You know, like an internet relay. You know, like when you remember when you were at uni or college or whatever, and you'd go online, and they'd all be chat rooms with like names, and they were all different colours, and mm-hmm. you could just type words to people. No, I never did that. But you understand it's a thing. Yes. Cool. That's what that is. Okay. All right. And obviously, uh, she's in one for the uh, sexy times. And the person she's talking to is called uh, uh, Happy Harry Harden. Mm-hmm. And obviously, well, he is Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. In Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not suggesting it's him. It's no. been insanity. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, she does a very good job, though. What's her name? Grace Gummer. It's Meryl Streep's daughter. No, okay, there you go. Yeah. Didn't know that. If you saw her, you would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't really much to say about the next couple. Um, track 5 just made uh, reminded me of the uh, Honky Tonk Man's entrance theme from the WWE. Sorry, is this never going to stop? Is that yes. what we're on there? Um, um, well, my first note for his, for this is maybe they should. But uh, yeah. Well, the thing about it's that hard. song, Never Gonna Stop, right? Yeah. The lyrics seem to be, Never Gonna Stop to Rock and Roll. But aren't they rock and rolling right now? Yeah. So, so what is he saying? Never gonna stop the rock and roll. Never gonna stop the rock and roll. And yet, it's, it's a very rocking track. Yeah. Oh. It's it's strange. Um. Track but, six. MF and hippie. Motherfucking hippie. Um, I, by that point, I think if I saw them live with a couple of Guinnesses in me, yeah. I think they're all right. I, this is the first one I was just like, okay, I can't make out a word you say at all. I know, that's why you need to be drunk. Yeah. Everything else, I could make out little bits and pieces here and there. Not at all with this one. I, as, as long as the energy is right. Yeah. And I think this energy of this band only works live. Yeah. But then I'm sure... I'm sure when I glanced their Wikipedia page, they might have 13 studio albums, but they've got like eight live albums, mm-hmm. and that seems right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. How many live albums do Pearl Jam have now? Remember there was that period where mm. every show they did, they recorded it in the booth, mm. and then released it, like that night on CD. Yeah. So as you left, or you could buy the game. You could literally buy it as you left. Not mastered, nothing, just yeah. raw audio. And they did it for every single gig. Now, if all of those count, mm-hmm. how many live albums would they include on Wikipedia? I remember one period in the early 2000s going into One Up and looking in the Pearl Jam section because they had a new album coming out. Yeah. And there were fucking like 15 live albums and every one of them was different. And I mean, different. They all had right. a different track list and they were all. Yeah. How the fuck can you pick that? Talk about bootlegging nightmare. Jesus Christ. Um, now, 
Now, Spider Sylvia. Track seven, Spider Sylvia. Now, can I do something now? <laughs> I've written the lyrics down to this entire song. <laughs> awesome. Um, yes. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't know the best way to do this. Should I, I should attempt it as slam poetry, but I'm oh, not yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. spoken word version. Her name was Sylvia. I saw her in the park. I took her home one autumn day, one hour after dark. Smooth long legs and a cool fur coat to keep her gracious body from the cold. I put her on the balcony of my tiny flat. She suddenly became the prey of a flying rat. Took my gun out and I shot him down. Feathers, blood and Sylvia on the ground. I buried what was left of her in a flower pot. Two legs, only half her coat, the rest I could find not. I took my shotgun, stepped into my car, robbed a bank and bought me a guitar. I'm supposed to do this part twice as fast because yeah. the song gets really quick for no reason, but I'm not going to. Now I travel around the world with my rocking band. Sylvia, I have your name tattooed on my right hand. Got these eggs you laid into your web. For all these years, the only thing I kept. When I'm on the stage, I play a rocking biddy star. I put a question mark behind that, but I've listened to it five times, and it seems yeah. to be the case. The only thing I cling to is my brand new Gretsch guitar. I still miss you every single day. No other spider will ever take your place. Yeah. I have so many bizarre questions about this uh, song here. <laughs> Once I got to the end of it, um, the first time through, my first note was just like, wow, Sylvia is an actual spider. A spider who got shot. No, 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 no. A, a spider who got picked up by a flying rat that's in there. So obviously yeah. like a pigeon or a seagull. Yeah. And he freaked out and shot the seagull because he shot... It says he. I shot him down. Yeah, but I figured that the bullet travelled through him and then... Doof, no, doof. I assumed the spider was a tarantula which was really easy to break anyway. Yeah. The bird picked it up, killed it. He was angry, shot the bird. And so it's just... Okay. And I figured it... He shot it and then he shot through it and I, shot the spider. I have numerous questions though, right? One, yeah. uh, is it a metaphor for a person? It doesn't appear to be. No. Did he get the name he gave a spider he found in a park tattooed on his hand? If so, what does that mean to anyone? I mean, the spider can't tell him his name. No. So he named a spider he named he found a spider in a park. Sylvia, yeah. And then instantly was killed. No, because I don't know how long it, it's... I don't think it's instant. He put it on a balcony, but I think it was... He found it in the park and put it on the balcony. That is the literal next line. Yeah. So from the point of view of this story, it's he finds a spider away. in a park, he puts it on the balcony... I right? thought he kept it dies. on the balcony, I thought it said. Mm. Yeah. I put her on the balcony. So he could have kept her out on the balcony. Okay. But that's a terrible... You need, you need some sort of cage, otherwise she'll just run off. Maybe he was cleaning a tank. Yeah. Still a massive error. But then you might get these little pan, little mini patio thing built a little web there. <laughs> you happy with that? I don't understand that either. Though. Yeah. So yeah, but to have a, the name of a 
dead spider tattooed on your hand, one that you possibly are responsible for killing. Well, no, you definitely are in one way responsible for killing. Does he actually have the tattoo? Well, no, it doesn't matter. This no, is no, the, no, 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 it doesn't. Does. In the same way that Mick Jagger is not the devil in Sympathy for the Devil, you're allowed what? to write a ballad, right? <laughs> you're allowed to write a ballad and not be made, but if he's well, written I, this song about this person yeah. who is a bank robber and a man with many guns yeah. who tattoos spiders' names on his hands, but I like to think he actually does have the name Sylvia in his hand. And somebody asked him, what's that about? And he went, I don't want to tell you. And then two minutes later, he'd written a song. Mm. <laughs> and this was it. Also, why keep the eggs? So you can have new spiders. No, mini, no, no. And mini Sylvia's. Well, no, you've made a mistake there, you see. Because, oh. yet again, uh, got the eggs you laid into your web for all these years, the only thing I kept. Oh. They never hatched. He's just got like a... Dump load of spider eggs in his house. What if they did hatch? It'd be all over you. No. I don't know why, but I imagine this man's house to be grubby. Well, yeah. Especially if he's just taking home random spiders he's found in a park. What else is he taking home from the park? Now, I, the reason I don't believe this story in almost any way is the fact that he has a shotgun and a gun and yet lives in. Uh, Holland? Well, no, that's the thing as well. That's why... Did he use... Maybe he used the shotgun to... No, because he got a shotgun after shooting no, the thing. he also... He shot it with his gun. He grabbed his shotgun to rob the bank to buy oh, his yeah. Gretsch guitar. Oh, I see, because then that would, I'd say if... It, say it did still have it in its beak and then he shot it with a shotgun. Yeah, that's going to be messy. But no, he didn't even have the shotgun by that point. Well, he had it, but he, just, he wasn't using it. Yeah. Oh, so many layers... Also, is it wrong that uh, the the lines uh, I buried what was left of her in a flower pot, two legs, only half a coat, the rest I couldn't find not, made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, <sighs> so yeah, I I, cause I know a tarantula is soft, as I say, and easily broken, right? Yeah. But I feel like maybe the bullets didn't help. No. When he shot the pigeon, seagull, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to think of half of the body just turning to dust when it hits the ground. <laughs> oh. It's a sad tale. Dear me. Moments of, si- moments of silence moment. for uh, yeah. Sylvia there. Yeah. The my, my only note for track eight, Kill Machine, is mm. I'm still thinking about Sylvia. <laughs> um, my only note was I could shake my hips to this in a bar I don't know what, what do you call that dance where you sort of pretend you're stubbing out a fag with one foot and you move your arms this way horizontal to the floor and that you see in happy days I imagine oh, yeah, or like if you had to animate one of the Scooby gang dancing oh shit <laughs> that must be a name for that would it just be the twist as simple as a chubby checker it's kind of concept. Mini twist. <sighs> okay, well, I what's the, what's the Watusi? I don't know what that is. I don't know. Maybe we should watch that sick of it old music video. You just watch uh, watch Blues Brothers when they do that old. Well, thing. They, they, they don't. You don't see them all though. Uh, you see some, but not all. But there's a sick of it old music video, so you can we can listen to hardcore punk and also watch them do the Pizza Maker. 
Okay, is that what that's called? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And uh, a bunch of other classic <laughs> that's not dances. Really good for a pod. Oh, yeah. uh, stick your index finger in the air and waggle it around like you're trying to make the the base of a pizza like grow. You're spinning a pizza. Yeah. You have to change hands. It's hard to do when you're all night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, More machine than man. Look <laughs> how big you get swinging a pizza with your iPad. Oh, good. Oh. Sylvia, one second. Yes. Popping back quickly. Oh, Sylvia. <laughs> rocking Biddy Star. He definitely says Rocking Biddy Star. What the fuck? Does that mean? The whole lining in. When I'm on the stage, I play a rocking biddy star. I listened to it five I times. I'm adamant he's, he's a biddy. Yeah, that's great. And then he's realised later on he's meant to say a budding rock star, but he's he's slip of the tongue. Yeah. Rocking budding star. Budding rock star. No, no, I get that. But even yeah. if he said the wrong way round, rocky budding, rocking budding star. star. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say that is what you meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't reach there. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, the track Ape Face. Yeah. Is that racist? Uh, well, but it's, it's quite clear she's a monkey baby from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, nothing racist about that. <laughs> That's my only note. <laughs> it's almost as if I knew I was going to answer your question. <laughs> no, she's, can, she's a monkey baby from outer space. It's okay. nothing racist. <laughs> she is a... Monkey baby <laughs> from outer space. Yeah. yeah, if they'd called it space ape face, I might have been able to ape space. Yeah, I might have been able to square that circle, but I'm not sure I can that do it that way. Fa- from the get go, I already spoke up. Oh, oh, there you go. Which uh, oh, no, the, the, the treble Um But you know, yeah, we spoke about this. Right now. I hate this trap. Wild, wild man. This is the point now that I've started to stop caring about this album. And you know, like, it normally gets about track eight or something, but yeah, this yeah. is a shorter album. Mm-hmm. So I should have lasted a bit longer. And okay, I've lasted to track um, 11. Mm-hmm. That's still shorter than most of the other albums we do. So this is really losing my attention yeah, yeah. early on, sort of thing. Um, in fact, no, it's getting very sparse. Uh, fucked up mm. which is another yeah. fast 12 bar about decapitating someone with a shotgun uh, and cutting off hands with an antique sword there you go so there you go yet again lyrically it just reminds me of Super Suckers again yeah. I'll say, well a lot of their lyrics like I think I mentioned that text you the other day fish have terrible lyrics mm-hmm. this is almost on par with some of their Stupid stuff. No. This is this has got an edge because mm-hmm. it's not as bad as fish get. Mm-hmm. I see because fish just noodle about and then just see stuff in the same room and go, oh, talk about cushions or again, no curtains are nothing. Let's mm. sing about them. The fish TV show with <laughs> Abe yeah. yeah. It's like oh, we record in a farmhouse and there are flies. Oh well, that's right. A song called Farmhouse, and we're going to mention flies. That song is one of their best songs. I do like it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just getting an example to point out. They just do tend to whatever they see at that moment is what they they write down. Yeah. There's Randy Newman singing about what he <laughs> oh, sees. I've got a broken pencil, but I can't write this song because my pencil is broken. What a classic! Was lost that day. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, fucking fish. Um, yeah. Track 13, It's Rock and Roll. Um, channeling a bit of Motorhead in the first 20, 30 seconds. Well, that makes sense, because these guys apparently did a cover version of uh, Ace of Spades. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely, like, you can hear the influences. Mm-hmm. In the opening, well, I say, the opening 30 seconds, Disney trucks are only like a minute and a half long, so it's not really... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, the next track, Rest in Peace, yeah. do you know what they stole the riff from? It's rhetorical, because I don't. No. And obviously there's nothing online about this band, so you can't do anything. But there, was, there was quite a few bits in this where I thought, this is from something else, and I couldn't place it at all. Yes. Um, and then well, as, soon as, you, as soon as you kind of recognise something, it's moved on to the next thing, because well, it's, it's just so... It's all quite derivative, but also fast. It's much like J.J. Uh, Abrams that way. <laughs> He moves at such a clip you don't realise something's horribly wrong until you really start to sit down with it. That's not a slight against his work on Star Wars, but it's definitely no. a slight against his work on Star Trek. Uh, here we go. Let me hold play this. That's definitely something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't think what. Also, I was hoping. Sort of. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Either. I was. I was. Uh, I was hoping uh, it would be a cover version of the song by Extreme from the- Three Sides to Every Story. Mm. You know Extreme. No. They sound more than words, dude. All right. Okay. No. No. Don't know who extreme are. No. You I'm never, surprised. I don't. You, know, you I, never I owned pornography too back in the day. No. If you don't like what you see here, get the funk out. Get the funk out. Get the funk out. No. Gary Cherone, their lead singer, joined Van Halen. Still no. <laughs> it's me. Play, play with me. One of uh, their early songs is used in Bill and Ted when they're all destroying the mall at the end. When Beethoven's playing all those pianos yeah. and Genghis Khan is running around. No. Well, maybe that was that was maybe on uh, Genghis Khan band or guitar hero. Is running around with a baseball bat in hockey pads tra- and being taken down by twenty people. Yeah. It's sort of got flight in the bumblebee kind of vibe going to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely been on like rock band or guitar or something. Okay, yeah, okay, I do know what that is. They were a quality band. This is people I know who aren't you laughing at me right now because Extreme are not. They're the young, coolest band in the world. The fact that that album came out in 1992, no one as cool as me should ever have heard it. Let alone it on vinyl first pressing. Oh. <sighs> my sister bought it for me, it wasn't me. <laughs> I believe my older yes. sister Amanda bought it for me one Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I assume well, the Christmas well, of 1992. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, last track. 
Big, oh, big Bob. Big Bob. Um, yeah, it just kind of fizzles out, really, doesn't it? Just, I'm going the other way. They really end, right? I would assume Rest in Peace was the last track, to the point that I'm pretty sure I threw this away. Because that's how you end an album, you chill yeah. out. But they end as they mean to go on. It's fast, it's furious, it's pointless. It's 100% what they do. Oh, well. You know? Yeah. Come on, final thoughts then? Um, yeah, as a musically, as a lot of times with these albums, like, musically you can't really fault these guys. They've got the talent. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, <laughs> despite my fashion choices from again, early 2000s or mm-hmm. how long have we known each other? Yeah. Going on I, more than ten years. Yeah, easy. Um, yeah, I just I don't think rockabilly is for me. Then again, as we've proved with this podcast, nothing's for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. You have you, well, your problem is you don't have uh, any uh, uh, what do you call it uh, attention span. So this well, is you, why you I think, think this would be better though because it's kind of short. You think this? No, um, I think you need shorter. I think literally, if someone gave you a CD of the hundred greatest wrestling entrance themes. And each wow. one was 35 seconds long, you'd be hard as a rock. You'd be like a diamond for it. But, well, I've got albums of wrestling themes. Well, nothing to be proud of, no. Mate. I I'm just be, saying, but. I didn't know that was even a thing, so it's really upsetting now on numerous levels. They're longer than that. Oh, well, so, like, if someone comes out to End of the Canada Vida, uh, they, they still put on all 18 minutes and not just the 30 seconds they come out to. Totally, she's come out to Motorhead um, and things, so. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Back in the, the old ECW days, they used to, well, <laughs> not officially, but used to use it like, um, come out to various things, like Nirvana and Pearl Jam stuff, used to come out to all of that. Uh-huh. Um, CM Punk used to come out to uh, Cult of Personality by uh, The Living Colour. I know. Um, so. Yeah, there's lots of proper bands done it. Mm-hmm. I see the ECW ones, they just used it without permission and seemingly kind of got away well they got sued to fuck but while they were getting sued they just kept using it and then mm. eventually they kind of went we don't have any money to pay you and it was all dropped um, yeah so come on um, so what would you say out of five, is this an out of five or out of ten uh, let's do out of five this time uh-huh. um, give it two and a half for me wow a solid meh right yeah. in the middle yeah. I said don't hey I'm going to maybe be a bit unfair because I have now added another couple of their albums to yeah. my thing to have a listen to later on. To go, You're like, this band's like, balls but and some albums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but I'm pretty sure I'll have a quick listen and remove them. But I suppose they've got me to the point where I haven't downloaded them. So. That's like, I think live, these guys might be pretty damn good to be yeah. quite Because when you're seeing someone live... And not owning, you know, if you're seeing someone live and you're not there to see them, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't care what they're singing about. Why yeah. would you care about the lyrics? As long as it's got the energy. And the music has the energy. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I need to get shit done, kind of yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> and also, how come all psychobilly, rockabilly are. Sounds like it was recorded in like a shed somewhere. It really has a weird production. The whole thing. It sounds. Yeah. It sounds cheap, right? 
But the weird thing is, they're aping the sound of like Elvis and Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Yeah. They never sounded cheap. Some records didn't sound cheap. No. Mm. I, I never quite understand what that is because it like even the Cramps when you listen to something like Spanish Fly by the Cramps, it sounds really fucking raw, and I don't get that at all. Anyway, mm. not the point. Out yeah. of five, solid three. There you go. What does that mean? It means I'm never listening to it again. But if I can catch a track, I'll be like, yeah, cool. Fair enough. There you go. Actually, I already broke down what 1 to 5 means, doesn't it? But I forgot. 3, I believe, is if you like this type of shit, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Which is a terrible thing, disparaging way to put it. But I think I need to start taking notes on what I give things, though, because I... No, it doesn't matter. No? No, because it needs to be dependent of that thing. Okay. You can't ever, get, you know what I mean. You can't rate everything out of five. That's insane. Because eventually you'll have to then go. Well, I better make this one six because it's the best one I've ever come across. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Mental note for next time. Let's say of a hundred next time. Cool. Can it be? I've never done that yet. So. Well, we haven't ever. No, we did. We did a, a pitchfork style. Mm. Uh, I was going to say we never did out of ten point oh, but we have because we did that one for. We, I'm sure you gave one like 7.3 at one point. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. next week we're doing Jesus and the Mary Chains new album. Yes. Which I've listened to twice, and last night I meant to do notes on, and then went, I'm so tired. I've done some. Which is why nothing was prepared to do. I too have listened twice, mm-hmm. and I've done some basic notes, but uh-huh. need my third listen through. And... So I'm going to get that done, and I'm also going to get. In a perfect world, yeah. that'll be, well, that will be done for Thursday, and I can come and hassle you if you want. Yeah. And then for Sunday, we can do your next one, the Granddaddy one. Granddaddy. Which I have listened to once, but all it made me want to do is listen to The Software Slump, which is one of my favourite albums of about year 2000. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you, you shook your head. It's also by Granddaddy. Oh, it okay. was in the top five albums of the year back well, in 2000. I'd never heard of them before. Oh. And I've lo- I don't remember which... I only listened to a couple of tracks when I was selecting it to see if I liked the sound of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is alright. And that's as much as I've listened to so far. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I did. So, I, although I do just get a list of things and then seemingly pick it random, I will have a quick listen to at least a track before yeah. I cement it. Um, doesn't explain why I picked <laughs> Batmobile. But uh, <laughs> I think it's just because it was short. And I went, fuck it, that'll be. Nice. Um, oh, we need to sign off because I can oh. go to the loo out of nowhere. Oh. Everything just oh. fell. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note. Yeah. I love you, bye! Bye. <laughs>